What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Glory Boys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Austin. I'm Darren. I'm Trev. And today we have a very special guest in the studio. Welcome, Mr. Austin Krogan. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the pod. Krogi Bear is in the building. <laughs> Let's go. Krogi Bear. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Krogi Bear. That's the Yogi Bear reference for all the people that don't know what that is. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Doing great. Great. Fantastic. I'm doing even better now that I'm uh, drinking this. Yeah. yeah. So we're filming this episode. It's uh, approximately 9 a.m. right now. And Austin has been up since, what, 3? 2.30? Yeah. Yep. 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock this Why? morning. Uh, we're, we were filming some uh, some new training videos at the car wash. So Sick. We'll dive into that, but yeah, yeah, just uh, get a little intro to who you are. Um, you're an amazing man of God. You're an awesome husband, an awesome dad, mm-hmm. and uh, just a really fit guy, nice and buff. Hashtag dad bod. Hashtag dad, dad bod, bod ac- academy, which you still run actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So you help people um, get into shape and care about their their health and their fitness, which is awesome. And we've seen a lot of testimonials and people that you've worked alongside of over the years. And you do a lot of other things. You work at a car wash, which you know you could say, oh, you just wash cars. No, there's actually a big story to that, which I'm excited to dive into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, tell us yeah, a little bit about yourself and who you are. Yeah. Um, I have two uh, beautiful kids, Declan and Charlie, and um, she's one, he's eight, and uh, that's, uh, that's a big gap, but um, it's fun. I-, I love being dad. It's one of my favorite passions. And then beside that um, is uh, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Abby. She's uh, super great. Love being married. I don't know. When you hear people say, oh. I know, right? You know, right. like, it's like oh, you, you see those people about? that are just so, you know. Uh, yeah, I really love being married. Yeah, I, I think it's so awesome. So it is awesome. Uh, yeah, I guess that's yeah. my, you know, my that's my other passion. You know, is being married. I love being yeah. married. But yeah. I'm a, I'm a married man. I got two kids. Um, I love people, and um, that's that's me. That's I, awesome. I really love people. Yeah, I love people. Like I love being here with you guys. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, I love seeing the best in people. It's like. If you were to ask me who I am, I'm like people. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. If you're ever feeling down, Austin's the guy to yeah, look you up for real. Yeah. In, in yeah. like a text message, a look, uh, just right. a small just little compliment. Smile. Yeah, it's the smile, smile for me. It, all of it. Just yeah. he's the guy nice. that you meet and you feel like you've known him forever. Immediately. Yeah. Oh wow. Sure. Yeah. Right. There. Yeah, which no, Trev seriously. knows because Trev hasn't known him for that. That long, literally so. happened to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and uh, I remember, you know, we met Austin probably five. Five years ago, five years ago yeah. when um, Maybe six. when you started coming to my city, and mm-hmm. um, so we've known him for a while. And I remember when I first met you, and you showed us like some videos that you shot on your phone of the car wash that you yeah, worked at. Yeah, yeah. At the time, I think were you just washing cars at that yeah. point mm-hmm. in time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'd like just began to kind of climb on the journey that you've been on. Mm-hmm. And I remember like seeing you put together these videos on your phone. I'm like, this is better than what 99% of car washes are doing just in general for their marketing. And so, um, yeah, you've been crushing <laughs> yeah, it yeah. from day yeah, one. Well, but Yeah. So I guess, yeah, dive into what you do now and then we'll kind of go into this whole video production and, and like new passion that is, I guess, started in your life and you bought a bunch of new gear and I'm excited to talk about that. But yeah, what do you do and, and how'd you get into it? Yeah, um, I'm a training and development specialist at uh, Russell Speeders Car Wash, and um, basically the best car wash, the best. number yeah. one it's car wash in the world. Car wash. Car wash. 
cars, cars, <laughs> cars. cars. Yeah, it's uh, it's the best car wash. You can't, you know, our members get more, yep. more clean. That's right. More it's fun. actually facts. Though. It is. It's, it's actually so it's true. Yeah. As an avid psycho cleaning my car <laughs> yeah. every day, yeah, kind of guy. I've been to many car washes in my life, and yeah. I will say Russell Speeders just slaps them all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Speeders is amazing. So go wash your car, Russell Speeders, and tell him I sent you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now uh, we work on like a lot of, I work on a lot of like back-end integration, course creation, uh, training, and development. But a lot of that is tied into some of the newer stuff that I do, which is the videography. So mm-hmm. now I get to uh, really work on my skill set with developing new like world-class content on training to make it more like stimulating and appealing to mm, our yeah. internal workforce. And uh, so it's super cool. And um, I started I started there like seven years ago at the car wash. And uh, I actually started part-time as a CSA to try it out, and which is a customer service advisor. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's basically you just, you do sales, right? Yeah. And then I worked myself. I was like, yeah, this ain't too bad. So I worked myself up and then I went into full-time and then from there, I went to like a manager in training. I was like, this still ain't too bad. I'm still yeah. loving it. And it's addicting. It's an addicting, like car yeah. washing is not what most people think. It's very addicting. And um, Like so, how so? Um, people say like, think of a kitchen, a lot of multitasking things going on. Now, 10X that. Like there's a lot of things going on, like in okay. at, at all times of the day. Yeah. Um. So... It, it's just very, it's very stimulating. Like there's never not one thing you're mm. not going to know. And there's very, there's a lot of different elements of the business that you'll learn. Like once you have those skill sets, you'll never have anything else. You'll mm-hmm. never need to go learn anything else. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Like cleaning, yeah, business, chemistry. Yeah. I mean, customer service. I mean, you are all the hats. And at least yeah. this is how it was back in the day before things had uh, accelerated. Sure. But um, yeah, so that that was what made it so engaging for me. And then- uh, yeah, became a manager and then traveled around through different car washes, worked at over 10 car washes and moved to Kansas City at one point, came back mm-hmm. and then um, kind of got in a district experience director role. So I worked with like customer service and uh, customers experience and relationship with us, uh, community, public, and then got into m- marketing. So I was in the marketing department for about a year and then just recently got promoted and transferred over to the new position that I'm in now so yeah yeah it's sick it's been fun to see your journey because yeah. yeah you're just always yeah like you said you're wearing a lot of hats and doing a lot of things and it's super yeah. exciting and uh we actually got the chance to go to Kansas City with you one time yeah yeah uh, to did. go to like the headquarters mm-hmm. I guess you would say mm-hmm. um and go film a little bit with you and and uh we rode scooters around downtown yeah, we KC. did we had a lot of fun <laughs> and we like yeah dude it was it was a lot of fun but um yeah man it's been cool seeing now where you're at and seven years later you're just killing it, and uh, now you're doing you're making content, mm-hmm. which I want to touch on a little bit. I remember when you started thinking through, like, man, car washes can be cooler on social media. How do we do it? And we have co- many conversations. I mean, about you know, should you use your phone and you were capturing stuff, and then you were like, you guys started doing the themes for the Russell Speeders mm-hmm. car wash, like the Jurassic Park theme or the yep. Transformers or the snow beast thing that sprays your car before in the, <laughs> the winter yeti, yep. the yeti yeah snow beast sounded snow cooler <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a yeti is what you drink out of a snow beast yeah is what's gonna get you no but uh yeah so just talk through like some of those uh early stage ideas of like you started filming on your phone and you just did the best with what you had in that moment and now it's grown into an actual position which is sick yeah um the 
the, the theme portion was interesting. Um, really, really interesting. That was pretty cool stuff. I mean, we shift like every quarter through uh, the the dino theme, which was like dinosaurs, or we call it the prehistoric theme. You can't call it Jurassic Park because you'll get in right. trouble. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we went through like uh, a couple other ones, like the the Yeti one, which was um, uh, what do we call that one? Uh, the Arctic Wash. Mm. We oh, called okay, it Arctic yeah. Wash, yeah, and we did Under the Sea. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so with that came with, uh, you know, a lot of different content that we had to create as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess being in that uh, experienced director role, it allowed me to, like, really bring the point of view in for our customers but in and also our internal team. So I got to mess around on my phone a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, and plus I'm on my phone a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I messed around with it a lot, um, and I just kept playing around with it, and I really just – enjoyed it so i just tried different things and different apps and um just tried to get really good at one mm-hmm. specific one like spark or which sure. is one of those editing apps yeah and, um and just kind of went through that filtering process and then um eventually it was like well what's the next thing and then you know when you work for an organization that empowers you that helps too so mm-hmm. it's like hey you know well why don't you try this so it's like okay i can do that you know um let me first go get some expertise on that and uh, see see where that goes, you know. Yeah, that's great. amazing. Sick. That answer, <laughs> if that answers. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's good. great. Do you feel like that was <clears throat> part of your success with the company? I guess maybe touch on that a little bit. Of like, I guess from an outside perspective, it seems like you've seen elevation and promotion in your job because you're doing the best with what you have. Because you're bringing ideas to the table. You're not just showing up, clocking in, collecting a paycheck, but you're going above and beyond. Um, how have you seen that relate to climbing the ladder of <clears throat> really what's a corporation mm. um, and seeing success in your role, seeing your role change, grow, now you're on the training team, you're having a bigger impact. Like, how does that relate? Um, I would say that it, um, I guess to the going above and beyond, I think it's a definitely, that's like a muscle and a skill you can develop. Yeah. You know, it's not just like, oh, I just naturally have it. I mean, you do have different personality types, mm-hmm. but it's a, I've always looked at it as like a muscle and a skill, like going above and beyond, like what you said. And I guess my idea of every time I've gone into the workplace um, is I try to do as much as I can for as many of people as I can, mm-hmm. as often as I can in the workplace by, while providing a lot of value mm-hmm. without ever expecting anything in return. And I That's think great. when you do that and you have a mindset like that, that allows you to open up the horizon of everything is really just an opportunity to try to move forward to try all these different things, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that allowed me to and be really unapologetic about how I did things um, and kind of took it like in my own authority role mm. and would just applied myself confidently and hoping that it would provide value and if it didn't whatever but Mm -hmm. most of the time it was i think the effort that was seen like praise the effort not the result sure so i think that was what was seen and i think through that and through my ambition and working that muscle it you know they they would look at that and say hey like this is somebody who is very driven Mm -hmm. and every owner in a company i mean or every ceo they have enough on their plate they're they want to see those ambitious people yeah sure and when they do they're going to see them 
they're going to spot him out and they're going to keep an eye on him. Yeah. You know, it's just like the farmer, you know, it's like, it's, it's way down the road, but they're, they will always have your, their eye on you. And I think luckily, um, maybe luckily, I don't know. Um, luckily I, 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 I had a lot of good people in the organization that believed in me mm -hmm. and, um, you know, even Kevin himself, you know, at the, down at the wash, but, um, that, that seeing that skill and that value and that effort and that ambition. And they wanted to, uh, you know, reward that. Yeah. Know, so that's awesome. Well, that they're smart for doing that because mm -hmm. you're an amazing person to have around in, in the organization. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. Um, what's, uh, have you always been this ambitious? Have you always been this go getter, like think outside the box, do the best with, with what you have, love people, serve people kind of mentality or where did that come from? Yeah, it, I have been. Um, I think I've always been naturally just in, you know, in love with people. Yeah. And I've always been like a squirrel brain, really high energetic guy, you know, especially if you get me on some KF line. <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, but yeah, so I always have been. Um, again, I think it just comes back to developing those skills. Um, and I think I was around like 22 years old. Um, I started reading about, um, I started just reading, mm -hmm. reading books. Yeah. Mind you, I can't read, nor can I spell. I'm not smart. But <laughs> um, I started reading and applying myself. And um, I always heard like, oh, you know, the average CEO or the Fortune 500 whatever reads 60 books a year. I was like, well, okay, whatever. So I started reading books mm -hmm. and I started taking courses and I started listening. Instead of listening to music, I was listening to podcasts instead of, and then I actually realized that my my brain started to absorb this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I started to like actually think different. Yeah. And I actually question things differently. And I said, no, why is that? And how can I, it was, I mean, that was where it all happened, but it was about like 22. And I, I think the first book I ever read was like, was it Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone? And that like shifted everything. And I was nice. like, oh, well, here we go. Nice. Yeah, so. Is it worth the read? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I just kept reading more books and I think that just really empowered the self-development side of me. And I think that's where it made me want to go out of my way to like, if I have information, I'm going to give it to somebody else yeah. and I want to see the best in somebody else. But it's like, how can you use your resources and skills to do that and want to share that with people? Yeah. So yeah, those are characteristics of Jesus. Um, and so obviously you love the Lord and- Love the Lord. Is- I mean, just talk about a little bit of like what what that takes into fact or into into play. How would you say it? Um, how does that affect like your work day? How does it affect your um, interactions with people and your bosses and even people that don't know the Lord? Um, yeah, how does that? Yeah, it uh, it actually affects it a lot, you know, because um, when people see something different in you, which you'll know when mm -hmm. there's something different in you because God has planted that in you and gave mm -hmm. you intuition and will, you know, and he, but for me, I know when I'm around people, I know when I leave their presence, I left them feel, feeling a little bit better, mm -hmm. you know? So I know that when I'm around people, they can feel something different about me. And when they ask what that something different is, I always give it to the Lord, mm -hmm. you know? And I guess how how that affects me in my day is like, um, I just think about really Jesus's walk, you know? I think about who I serve and um, that's really what af affects 
me, I guess. Yeah. Like throughout the day, you know, like I, I, I try to start my day with the Lord, you know. Um, and if I don't get the the front of the day with the Lord, I at least try to get the middle of the day with the Lord. And I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get with the Lord, but I mean, I, 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 I guess if that answers it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's awesome. You just, you like, like people can just say, oh, Austin's such a nice guy, you know? But yeah, there's, it's a deeper, yeah. there's, there's a, a love and a passion for people that is Christ-like. And that's, I think that's what I love about you most is, yeah, yeah you have all these skills and talents and abilities, but there's this like, this gravitational pull towards you of like mm-hmm. this guy, there's something different about you. And mm-hmm. I think that's really, it's attractive to the world and to believers because we all need more people like Austin Krogan in the world. Oh, so I appreciate so it. Good, so good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like just dying to self, you know? Yeah, yeah that's for really sure. Dying to self. Amen. And that's exactly yeah, what your it is. selfish, your selfish ambitions and mm-hmm. your, Hey, it's about me. Yeah. You know, woke society. It's like, you know, I just, no, you know, pick up your cross and get yeah. on going, you know? Right. Yeah. Has that ever come up in training your employees? Like it's easy. You're like the go-getter. You, you push boundaries. You just try things. And if it works great, if it doesn't, you know, has that, but there's like, I feel like this is the, the purpose behind that is because you know your own value. Um, and you know that you're, you're called to love people, give your best no matter what. Has that come up directly with like as you train employees and as you build culture at each one of these stores, trying to instill that like no matter your situation, this is how we serve people? Has that come up directly with employees? Yeah. Um, that was a great question, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, that's happened many times. So when I was more of in the experienced director role, I would float around to sites more and I would spend time doing like you know, 360 reviews and just hanging out with employees and really creating, being a culture police, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But those conversations would come up all the time. And um, just like, I'm struggling with this. And, you know, yada, yada, you got to be, even me saying this right now, you got to be careful with like religion and stuff inside the workplace. But again, I have been unapologetic about it. Mm -hmm. So, um, So as a believer, I've always quoted scripture and said, Hey, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, mm-hmm. the, you know, for the Lord has declares the plans for you, you know, declares the Lord mm-hmm. yeah. plans are prosper you to harm you, you know, mm-hmm. give you hope in a future. Like I will always try to incorporate what they're going through into scripture mm. and then have that conversation with them and like, yeah. Hey, like, you know, um, well, what do you believe? Because is this most of the time, the stuff they're going through is bigger than them, yeah. you know? But I've had that happen multiple times. I've prayed with people at work multiple times. I've prayed with customers. Mm-hmm. It's been so awesome, wow. like having those conversations. Mm-hmm. I've actually helped at least, I think, 16 people from church get jobs with us. Yeah. You know, wow. and some of them are still with us today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Sick. And, yeah. who, and even go to different churches and go around the, but sure. are, that are believers that I've brought into there. And they've right. actually, it's cool. Shifted some of the culture. Yeah, you know, Gage Lamby, Gage Lamby. Yeah, know, yeah. Uh, Richard Jones. Yeah, you know, okay. I mean, just guys that you know. Yeah, it's just so cool. So, um, you know, it's like we got our disciples out there. Just yeah, yeah. Amen. You know, that's that's the cool part. So yeah, I love that too. Because for a long time, yeah, it seemed like every week you were just like somebody's <laughs> like oh, I lost my job and I was working, you know, this dead end <laughs> job and 
you'd be like over here discipling them, like working with them, teaching them, and then they <laughs> yeah. get on and now they have a career and they're like, they're working there all the time. Like not everybody sticks, but you know, like yeah, some yeah. of those guys are still, like you said, working years later. It's mm-hmm. just so yeah. cool. You just see the best in people and offer them an op- opportunity and you know, yeah. it's awesome. So where, um, one thing I love about you is you're a continual learner. You always are learning something new. You literally like got, you know, trusted with some budget to put towards your own camera, your own lens, editing software, lighting, all of that stuff. And you're like just full diving in. Um, And I guess where did that come from? Or do you know like where, what sparked that like continual learner? Was it when you started reading books? Was it before that? Like, did you always like creative things or learning new things or is that a relatively new development yeah i i think i always have um i think once i was able to take something like take the information that i learned and then once i it's like one thing to get the information but when i actually had applied it and i saw the fruit or the result from it i was like whoa this is cool you know so then that was what sparked that creativity and that ability to want to keep like self-improving and wanting to learn and, and do all that stuff. Right. So, um, I think that's, that's probably some of it, you know, I think, um, even for me, um, school was always really hard for me growing up. So, um, I think that's where some of that came from too, is, uh, that I, like when I was a kid, I think it was like third grade through, sixth grade um i was placed in special ed and i was i was um by context like it was special ed then was like a classroom of five people who had serious mental challenge abilities and things that you know capabilities so Mm -hmm. um but i was in this class and um, i wasn't in a normal room i actually had a short bus pick me up at my house um and that was that was my elementary Mm, right so I actually always ask myself, I said, and not that there's anything wrong with those people, yeah. but I think that's where some of my heart comes from because those guys were like my closest friends. You yeah. Know? And, um, but it made me feel like, is there something wrong with me? Like, mm. I mean, I feel like I'm like normal or I'm like, I'm not challenged in any way, but right. like, why am I in this room? Mm. I had trouble taking tests and I could never, I don't know, I just, never was good but then i would leave that room to go to the normal classroom with the teacher sit there and then take a test and then leave and go back so i'd be like quote unquote normal for a second yeah you know so it made me feel it made it made me feel kind of like i felt like i was uh insignificant mm. like something was wrong with me um and it just it didn't help my self esteem so i carried that for a really really long time Went into high school, same thing. Like, obviously, it was more normalized and even in elementary, but I didn't know what, like, social standards were and, Mm -hmm. like, people. And so once I kind of learned all that and I just never caught up with that, I just always kind of felt, like, stupid. And then, like, I dropped out of college twice just because I I couldn't get around the system and Mm -hmm. I couldn't get around my head around that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I could never take tests. And I guess where I'm going with that is I was, uh, when I first applied self-development, that learning stuff, you know, like 
your own mm-hmm. direction. I picked it up easy and I, I still pick it up easy now. And I remember it like that and I apply it and I love it. I love yeah. self-development. It's so interesting to me. It's like, super interesting. I can relate a little bit in the the whole like system of school. I just didn't like tests. I'm not a test taker. Read a bunch of information, read really hard questions and then try to pick one of the four is the right answer. It was like, <laughs> some of them could be the right answer. It feels like this one could be. And then I would sit there and have like, I don't know. And when I was in elementary, they were like putting me in speech class and like mm-hmm. reading classes. And like, yeah. I was always like, never fully, yeah, confident in mm-hmm. who I felt like I was. So for, that's a pretty like massive mountain to climb over as a, a young kid into going into high school, like, like a pretty important part of your life. So how did you get out of that mindset of like, you're not significant? Um, how did you gain your confidence back? Like when did that shift happen? Yeah, um, and that's where maybe some of this other stuff ties in. Um, uh, the gym, that helped me. I was, despite all of the insufficiencies I felt with feeling like I was not smart or I was stupid or whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, I was also really small, like way small. Like I was like in my junior year and senior year, I was probably, my junior year I was, I think I was like five six, five seven, five seven maybe five mm-hmm. six. I was I wasn't too tall, and mm-hmm. I was um, like ninety pounds. Wow, wow. I was tiny, dude. I wow. look. People all always <laughs> thought I was in sixth grade, <laughs> and I was all the time, dude. Like people like people like oh like is this your like little brother? I'm like I'm his friend. <laughs> Actually, I'm older the than same him. Same grade. <laughs> same grade. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> So it was really, I mean, my confidence, dude, it was the worst. Dang. And I had no friends. And then so my junior- Did you go to prom? I didn't have a girlfriend until senior year. Yeah, but you don't have to have a girlfriend to go to no, prom. No, no, no. I had no reason to. You just never went to any- <laughs> I went to prom my senior year. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. What, Was your date like a lot taller than- <laughs> Well, then I finally like grew a little bit, you know? <laughs> oh, got it, got so it. So junior year, I actually, you know- I went to like my complete nutrition and there's this guy there, you know, and he's like, you know, I was like, he's like, yeah, take this muscle milk and this super oh, yeah. 250 or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> I went to the gym every day. I had, I had a few friends, but I was at the gym every day, this little apartment gym that my friend gave me a code to. I went there every day. Sick. I came back that senior year and I'm not joking. Like I actually, I mean, I wore cutoffs all the time. People were like, Austin? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't big, but I was like, people noticed. And yeah. when when people noticed that confidence in oh, me, oh yeah. Oh my gosh, school didn't give that to me. My yeah. parents didn't give that to me. Mm. Nobody gave that to me. No book gave that to me. Yeah. I went and applied it yeah. and it worked. And I was like, wow. And I got my first girlfriend. I got my first tribe of real friends, you know? And mm. I was like, I was fitting in. And it, mm. and it allowed me to just go, I I am something, right? I don't right. know yet. But then I, I just, I kept working out and that working out um, was just kind of my identity and that, and that's where my confidence came. And then mm-hmm. as I continued to grow, grow, I just, I really just applied like working out in that self-sabotage stuff that you do to your body mm-hmm. at the gym to like learning in your daily life. Sure. Mm-hmm. So. It's just discipline too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you you grinded at the gym mm-hmm. consistently. You saw what it did to your life. Yeah. So now you have a small principle you learned at 
your junior year as a little peewee guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's all right. I wasn't. I wasn't any. I wasn't Same. much bigger. I was definitely Same. taller than five six or five seven. But <laughs> yeah. but no, that's that's awesome, man. I love that. Discipline is super important. Going to the gym is like one of the most healthy things for your brain, your body, your soul. I mean, it mm-hmm. it it really is. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't get huge and chug a bunch of you know, protein shakes and get you right. know, a bunch of mass, but just moving your body, mm-hmm. you know, just anything. There's is, way more is, under the surface that going to the gym oh builds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's just so important. <clears throat> and I think right. there is like, you don't want to find your identity like you did mm-hmm. in the gym and right. in your muscles or your body. But there is, I think, a, a confidence that comes with feeling good, looking yeah. good, like Definitely. liking taking off your shirt, you know, Absolutely, when yeah. you're on the beach with your wife in Mexico. It's mm-hmm. like, there's times where we first went when we got married to Mexico that I'm like, I don't like taking off my shirt. I feel right. s- small and stupid. And then there's mm-hmm. times where we went a couple years later and I'm like, I feel huge right yeah! now. What's up, beach? Get my shirt off. Let's go. <laughs> so, What's up, yeah. beach? It's so funny. I did yeah. not mean yeah. to <laughs> take it uh, as great social clip. You're yeah. great. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, well, oh, that's amazing. It's actually interesting that you say that. Like You're like, I didn't, I don't feel you know, I don't feel that good about myself. Like, mm-hmm. it's funny because we're created in God's image. Yeah. And do you think that, like, when you do look in the mirror and you do feel that way, like, you're actually created to be everything that you're supposed to be? Yeah. Like, when you're overweight, when you're obese, when you, like, mm-hmm. when you when you struggle with those things and um, when you when you have those, when you have that, it's like, that's a motivation. That's like, hey, it's the creator saying, I created this body to be moving, to be mm-hmm. at work, to yeah. be, it needs to be like, you know, it, and it's like, you're created in the image of God and God, I mean, that's not what he created, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why it should make you feel, oh my gosh, I don't feel good about myself. I feel like crap. I, you know, like, yeah, because you need to go to the gym. Right. If you don't go to the gym, you need to walk. You mm-hmm. need to stand more. You need to park further away. Yeah. And, you know, you need to get your yeah. lifestyle together. And I always, I haven't always been, you know, um, super huge. Yeah. <laughs> a, a fitness fanatic, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, like, um, I've had my dad bought multiple times, you know? So it's like, but you just, when you feel that feeling like you're talking about, it's, there's a reason why. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 For sure. Anyways. Oh, that's great. The I dad love- bod. Dad Bod Academy. If you want to get huge like Austin Krogan, hit him up. <laughs> Dad Bod Academy. Um, something you said uh, that I really wanted to touch on, I thought was so uh, interesting, was the power of networking and body language. Um, something that you had put down as as uh, something you might want to talk about. And the interesting part, networking obviously is important as you build businesses, as mm-hmm. you grind, as you you know go to the gym. Don't just be the weirdo that puts your headphones on and stares at the ground. There's opportunities mm-hmm. all over to say hey to people and, and yeah. make connections. And then there's also you know beautiful platforms like LinkedIn and Facebook and mm-hmm. everything right, yeah. else where you can network and create businesses and jump on calls and uh, and make business that way. Um, and then body language, which is uh, I think a really interesting topic. So I would love for you to chat a little bit about um, what you, you've learned on your journey mm-hmm. in this, I guess, networking and uh, the importance of body language. Yeah. Um, to the networking piece, I'm sure you've all heard this because everybody has and they're like, oh, cliche, but two things. They say like your network is your 
Net, Net worth. worth. Okay. Um, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. See? Yeah. Yep. Dang. Take that as serious as you possibly can. Yeah. It's because real. Um, who you surround yourself with is super important. Mm -hmm. And that's why networking is really important. Because you never know, like, again, one of my favorite quotes and what I live by is do as much as you can for as many people as you can, as often as you can, without ever expecting anything in return. Mm. You do that to a lot of people, you're going to have a lot of impact and people are going to remember you, not by what you did, what you said, but how you made them feel, yep. yeah. right? You know that. Yep. That's great. So the thing is, is like when you're networking with people and you have those, again, the average of the five people that you consistently connect with mm -hmm. is really important. And just you getting out into the community, you getting around new people, you getting uncomfortable, going to those, uh, uh, going to those events, going to those social networks, like that stuff's important. Going to church, going to groups, you got to do that stuff because yeah. you yeah. never know who you're gonna meet. It's yeah. always like the right connection at the right time. Mm -hmm. yep. And regardless if it's like, it's not about you're getting something, yeah, for sure. but it's what you can give, and then you can watch, and then one day it's called the law of reciprocity that can come back to you, you mm -hmm. reap what you sow, yeah. right? So it's super important to consistently network. Um, I have many stories of like things I've gone out of my way when I didn't have the time. Let's hear one of them because I'm actually really interested in this. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, but one for instance is like, I, I always think about it, but it's like um, uh, Sean Harley. You guys know Sean Harley? I don't think Owner of Rock Solid Sean. Nutrition. Okay, mm -mm. sounds familiar. Yeah, from he's in Omaha. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. He's awesome guy. So he um, he's the owner of Rock Solid Nutrition, and he was an example of like somebody I wanted in. You're the average of the five people you hang around. Well, this guy was like he 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 competed in professional bodybuilding, but he wasn't. He was he's you have to look him up. He's great. Yeah. So he amazing physique. So I always like okay. There's spiritual. There's physical. There's yeah. mental. Like who mm. do I I I I categorize those people mm -hmm. yeah. right? He was my physical. I said, how do I get around him, mm. right? Messaged him, people were busy, yada, yada. And I said, I want to get around him because he's also got a pretty great mindset and he's and he's also an actor too. So he's got like mm. a huge network of people and just a solid, great guy. Rock solid, great guy. <laughs> Rock <laughs> solid. And so I, I, just an example was like, hey man, um, I see that you're uh, selling supplements. Like- you, you just got him the high V's and stuff, uh, you know, and you're, you're, you're like, you know, he's doing demos at high V. I said, why don't I take that off your hands and help you out? And he's like, well, you know, maybe you can come and like, help, you know, just shadow a few. It's like, absolutely. He's like, and then he, and then him and I started connecting. I said, yeah, let me help you with this. I can learn. I mean, I know this stuff, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, just teaching me about his product. Cause he's like, who the heck is this guy? Right. <laughs> and then, so then we kept connecting and then I, he said, yeah, like, hey, can you help me with this location and this location? I said, mind you, I still got like, at the time I had a five-year-old and like I'm still mm. working and doing all this other stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, yeah. He's like, how about I pay you like 15 bucks an hour? I said, don't worry about it. Mm. I'll do it, you know? So then I started like taking his product, going out there. I was marketing it online. I was just, you know, law of reciprocity, yeah. right? I was yeah. just giving and giving and giving. Yeah. And, um, and then he's like, hey, you know, you want to help me with this commercial? Like, I can make you like a mad scientist and we can like throw like, you know, so I just yeah. did that. And I just kept doing things for him because I knew one day he would come back and like help me with more things, mm -hmm. you know. And I wanted to be around him. So I knew like just connecting with him would would help, you know. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, he helped me with like body posing and he helped mm -hmm. me with like nutrition programs and workouts and like things that he did to get to that level. But mm -hmm. that's just like one of the things that I think is really helpful. That really was as like one of those stories and helpful. So yeah. He, but you know, then he gave me like product and you know, and then today to to till today we still talk. Yeah. Mm. I mean, text him happy birthday, text me happy, but we're really close now. But I know when we were doing the theme thing, here's an example, we were doing that theme transition with the car wash. Mm -hmm. We were trying to get figure out how to get people to want to dance outside and do this stuff, you know? So like- Like you, the employees. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. my idea was, well, there's these like acting, uh, what's it called? Uh, where they act and stuff. What's that called? Um, you do acting and dancing and- the Theater? Yeah, theater. Or, or it's like, like theater stuff. Mm. So- UNO and UNL has it. Like training? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, it's like yeah, it's yeah. like part of your college. Okay. Oh, know, yeah, yeah. In college. Oh. So they had, like to become an actor or whatever. And I said- Acting classes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. but it's like where people dance and they're like, they're not afraid to be them, right? Yeah. yeah. So I said, hey, dude, you do acting? And he's like, yeah. I was like, you think you could help me out with this? Like get mm -hmm. me some connections. But because I was always doing stuff for him, he got me, he sent me like four connections. Mm -hmm. Like professors and people and like, I think one of them was a celebrity and I reached out to these people and I was trying to create like a, you know, a way where we can take those people and make an apprenticeship. Yeah. You know, but see the long term. I mean, that was like a course over like three to four years. Yeah. Just, you know, so, um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's really sick. I love that so much that, I mean, we literally live by that here yeah. at Glory Visuals. We are just, we love helping people and we know like it will come back someday. And if it doesn't cool, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. We get so much joy in even helping people like you. Yeah, you're you, like, yeah. Yeah, hey, you can I pay you something yeah. to like, you know, I'm going to bring my camera in. And we're yeah. like, no, like yeah. go pound sand, buddy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but still come in. And we'll, we'll still come you. in and hang <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll still help up. you, but pound sand with the invoice. <laughs> the payment. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you could really take this podcast out of context and really yeah, screw yeah, me yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably. Whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I love that so much. It's, uh, it's super important. I think uh, even just, T uh, talking to the creative business owners and people that um, have started that that's such a, a foundational piece I think in success for mm -hmm. your, for your company is even just adding extra value to your clients you know doing extra things uh, going above and beyond for people um, just always adding value and loving on people which is uh, definitely a characteristic of Jesus but also just uh, a beautiful um, yeah, it's just super rewarding and mm -hmm. fun to do. And yeah. I, I encourage everyone to do that because it's it's the best. Yeah. Yep. Next thing that I really wanted to go to was the body language thing. The body which language. Which I'm I'm excited because I feel like I struggle with this one a little bit. Um, even as you were talking about networking. I think everything after COVID, people just being away from everyone for so long, it just now things are normal again. So people are being back to normal yeah. being around each other mm -hmm. but there's this like it feels like people are in little bubbles and walls and <clears throat> yeah. the body language for people just feels borderline disrespectful at yeah. times it really like, does. Yeah, yeah. I'm paying you like a hundred dollars for a steak and a glass of wine with my wife at this restaurant and I feel like you're so like I'm, like, an I'm an inconvenience too. for you <laughs> yeah so I'm Crazy, like I don't want to eat here so there's yeah. some of that and then there's also like just the the you know everyday interactions that we have even with each other mm -hmm. and then there's like networking opportunities like we're part of a networking group and there's a 15 minute window <clears throat> prior to the meeting starting that you're supposed to interact with one another and I find myself walking into that room and being like I'm gonna find my seat 
and then hopefully not talk to anyone, which mm-hmm. is like not my character. But I think there's been something kind of shifted in my mind where like, I don't really have much to add or I don't really need anything from you. So I'm just going to like bypass the whole mm-hmm. networking opportunity, mm-hmm. which is a lie. And I, I know right. I need to work right. through that. But um, I would love to hear your uh, just insight on body language and just kind of how we can be better at that, you know, post COVID and post awkward social interaction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Body language. It's language. That's why it's called body language, mm, right? right? It's mm-hmm. just like talking. Math is a language. Like everything's language, right? Um, how I talk to you, mm-hmm. my tonality, like using your tonality. I mean, you guys sing, so you know, right? But your tonality is a language. Mm-hmm. The way I interact with you is a language, right? So, um, but your body language, ninety. I think it's like ninety-three percent of uh, your body language is, um, I believe, nonverbal, mm. right? This, yeah, mm-hmm. right, 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 and then um, the other seven percent is verbal. What I say, mm-hmm. right? So what I say is that tonality piece. That's super important. When you learn how to use your tonality and what you say and using meaning with your words and different type of words and how you articulate those words and add it in with your body language is communication. And that body language is important everything you do, right? Um, your interpretation and perception of somebody is, it's like, I think, it, I mean, our attention span has gone down drastically over the last 40 years, 30 mm-hmm, years. Mm-hmm. It's like three seconds now. Eesh. So you have like, if not milliseconds to literally, somebody's going to think something of you. And why people are like, oh, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. You should. Yeah. And they do. And they do. And that's, they do. That's a, <laughs> you do. Yeah. Yeah, that's a you, facade. You should. <clears throat> because you're also, and if you're a Christian, you're a representation of Christ. Right. So, but not to go on that. There it was. Yeah. So, um, but it's really important in everything you do, the way you speak, the way you act, the way you carry yourself. It's super important to be able to um, go into those networking events, make uh, a positive impact on somebody for the first time seeing them. It's their perception of you, what they think about you, how you interact with them when you talk. Again, speak, act, walk, you know, like they see something different in you but it's all about how you carry yourself. And um, I guess that's when it comes down to the, the body language stuff, you know? Like when somebody somebody who is has authority or powerful or um, I don't know, if just take Donald Trump, for example, right? Now just strip him from what you know him of and strip him from his authority. Act like he's just a normal guy. Mm-hmm. If he walked into the room right now, would you notice something different about him? Oh yeah. Probably. Yeah. For sure. It's how he carries himself. Yep. Yeah. That's body language. Yeah. That's a language, you know? No, it's a language. <laughs> <laughs> that was the epic. Best body language. Oh my gosh. That was epic. <laughs> we, oh my gosh. We may or may not uh do Donald Trump impersonations all the time. <laughs> yeah, we do. That is awesome. Oh my God. But just think of people who you see that um I mean you could just they carry themselves different. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I guess that's just where I'm going is like, if you walk into a room, that's where that body language stuff comes into. Like, if I'm sitting, like, 
What do you think of me right now? Right. You look Not very unsure of yourself. Okay. You don't care. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now. Engaged. Listening. Yeah. Thoughtful. Therapist. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that's body language, though. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even when you're shaking somebody's hand, like, you know, like, always remembering like i hate perfect. dude when i miss you look at when i miss the v <laughs> yeah when awesome. I, I always go in for a really strong handshake yeah. and sometimes i miss and grab like right oh, here and that's the worst dude <laughs> it's the worst that's oh, it geez. but those things are always important and your again your body language is like that's why i'm always smiling mm-hmm. always smiling everybody's like oh you're always smiling always happy it's a skill yeah mm-hmm. and I also love people and I, and I love, and I love just being in life. Like, yeah. I, like one day there's going to be an expiration date. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, like, unfortunately, yeah. but like, even when I was like on the lot and stuff, like at the car wash, I knew somebody was coming behind me or they were looking whether they were actually looking at me a mile away. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Whenever I'm turning around, I'm already, I'm playing chess. I'm like three steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm already smiling. I'm walking tall. I'm not walking too fast, but I'm also not being a slum and walking slow. Right. I'm walking like I'm busy. Like those things though, those things are important, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. but people, that's their perception of you. Like, why, why, you know, like, you know, so, but body language is really important. So um, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of tonality and like mm-hmm. how you use those things to, again, influence people, right? And yeah, not just influence, but impact them and vice versa, them, you. And then it's just this, huge ripple effect towards people you know again like you're talking about the average of five people we hang around yeah you know we are a byproduct of all those experiences we are a byproduct of not just our experience but the people we hang around you know i think you have like what like sixty thousand thoughts on average per day and then you make like thirty five thousand decisions per day Mm -hmm. and it's like those thoughts and those decisions are also not just your own limiting beliefs, but everybody else's limiting beliefs around you, right? So like, that's why it's so important to like, be careful who you surround yourself with because that body language and those words they're using may rub off on you, you know? So I don't know. Yeah, so along that like thought, I guess, has there been people over the years that you've had to cut out? Or like, how have you curated that? I I know you reached out (laughs) to, what was his name again? The guy that owns Rock Solid? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, love that you're going after those relationships that you know you want to be part of those five people mm-hmm. um on the flip side of that like what have you had to do to curate that group of people yeah like like keep those people or just yeah have there or been certain people cut friendships or, that you realized yeah. were bad for you that weren't building up your self-confidence or making some, you a better person and to go with that some people are there for a season i believe yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah, you don't like reach out to someone like famous online and they become your best friend forever and you (laughs) hang out every day it's not realistic people Mm -hmm. have lives but um you know so obviously knowing that you know you have people in your lives for a season but then you do have a core couple of people like jesus had three core people he had 12 disciples yeah he walked and did life with them but he had three homies that Mm -hmm. were like hey bro i've been struggling with this hey james john right exactly so like just thinking through like yeah how do you how did you um, decide who those people are and how do you maintain those relationships at a realistic expectation? Yeah. Um, I think for that question, yours is, yeah, you got, you have to cut out people. Mm-hmm. And I love the season thing. Cause at 32 years old, I'm finally learning that. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, that friend, that best friend, that person, like 
they really were a season and there's a reason for that. It doesn't mean they just go away. Sure. But like, you know, you you gotta be able to make those like strong decisions as mm-hmm. like a human being and a leader. Yeah. And uh to just say like, I don't know if this is right for me or like this is it, you know? Mm-hmm. But then to your question as well is um yeah, they need to be in line with your values. Mm-hmm. And values are like what you practice daily, right? Um and like what you really value, like your morals and your beliefs and like, oh, you know, I hang out with like so-and-so, like you hear that all the time or like mm-hmm. they're doing things that it's just like, but you don't value that. Mm. Yeah. So why are you doing that? You know, like when I eat La Mesa and go like super crazy on it, I'm like, I don't value always eating like this. So, you know, like what's, mm. the, what's the problem, you know? But yeah. knowing those relationships is, do they value the same thing? Like we value mostly the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like you may have different beliefs and opinions, which you're entitled to, but like for the most part, like we have to have the same values that are in line. And, um, you know, I have a, um, I have a really great friend and, uh, and it is, I know we can talk about this because it's transparency. Right. And I think it gives people more connection, Mm -hmm. but I have a best friend and, uh, I've known him since I was 19 years old, as long as I've known like my buddy, mm-hmm. Abram, right? Like, yeah. You know? And um, I was realizing even like over the last couple of years, like certain things are seasons, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, but as much as we connect and we have like all those past experiences together, our values and what we believe aren't aligned. Mm-hmm. So it creates, you know, um, not that's like, oh, I like, don't like you know yeah right. it's just i can't you can't do you know you gotta learn to, to spread that, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. yeah well there's a difference between loving people and then choosing to let them influence you yeah. and i yeah. think a lot of people struggle with that of like man i have this person that i really care about well you don't have to stop caring about them yeah, to exactly. protect yeah. yourself to mm-hmm. it's not that you're you know cutting them off and saying telling them to go pound sand you know <laughs> as, as darren would yeah. say uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you love them. You still yeah. show the love of Jesus towards them, but you have to be able to protect your own values because mm-hmm. regardless of if you think that they are or not, they're rubbing off on you and Amen. you are the product of your environment. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what makes it so difficult to be like that friend in the dark place without you know participating in those things or mm-hmm. yeah. shifting your values to align with theirs because mm-hmm. that's you don't want to do that. Um and I, I love all of that. And I would imagine your confidence through going to the gym, through building your temple, through building a healthy lifestyle <clears throat> helped you be confident in those decisions because you're not, I think the reason a lot of people have a hard time with this is that they, they're dependent on the person or the mm-hmm. friend, even yeah. though they're maybe not a great friend and they mm-hmm. don't have values that align with theirs, but they're, they don't have the self identity and the self confidence to be able to cut this relationship off. Mm-hmm because their their identity is tied up in in those people and so i guess wow. has have you seen that or would does that make sense yeah, for it, you of yeah it does being a confident person mm-hmm. yeah um i don't know you only keep you only, you can only gain confidence though through like the commitments to yourself that you make mm-hmm. right and then it's like just again it's a muscle that it's a, you keep building you know like um if you say you're going to say that thing to that person and have that conversation, then you need to actually do mm. it, you know? Um, 
I think people are just probably a little uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable trying to have that conversation with people. But again, if you can learn the art of communication and tonality and body language and like just be able to talk to, with people, you can really open up a, a whole can of worms of how to actually make that situation seem light. You know, I think if, is that what you're kind of yeah asking? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I have ran into it a lot and I, um, and I've definitely had a lot of those conversations. Like everybody's like, Oh, Austin, like, you know, there's a whole nother side of me that people I don't think I've ever really got to see, like even in the workplace, I think it's probably where it happens the most, but like, you know, you, you pull somebody in and you're like, Hey man, like, I just want you to know that I'm really disappointed in you, you know? And I don't, I don't respect those actions and I actually expected a lot more from you, you know, but being able to have those conversations, it's not confrontation. It's just clarity. Mm, yeah. yeah. Right. And I think the more you do that, the more you gain, gain confidence with yourself to go. Mm. Yeah. You know, I can't have that conversation with that person. And you know what? It may be okay. It may not feel good, but it'll be okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and that relationship may grow and be even better than it mm. was before, but mm -hmm. you got to be able to have those uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you built the relational equity with them beforehand, I would mm. imagine, yeah. in all of those mm -hmm. situations. Yeah. So it's different when you're coming in, never having yeah. added value in the first, you know, on the yeah. front end. Mm -hmm. And then you're just like, what the heck, dude? Well, you didn't set out. expectations. You yeah. didn't build relationships, but yeah. it's like when you have that heart for people on the front end, when you're interested in serving them with nothing, with no expectation of anything mm. in return. Amen. I would imagine that makes those conversations yeah. a lot easier because yeah. you're you're coming in as more of that, I don't know, I don't want to say mentor figure, but like there's trust built there on the front end. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, be consistent in your character. Like you're talking yeah. about characteristics. Like yeah, Jesus was always consistent. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, um, his disciples, not so much all the time, you know, but like you gotta, you have to be consistent in, in who you are. Um, and then, you know, cause it's like you, you fall off a little bit here. It's, you know, we're all imperfect, but you know, if you, you, if you, you're going to give an inch here, you're going to give a mile yep. here, mm -hmm. you know? So like people will see those patterns, but if you keep your behavioral patterns in check and you are true to who you are and you keep your commitments and you're, you're consistent with those characteristics as a person, individual, then, then yeah, people are going to, like you said, they're going to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Cause yeah. you say that people can notice your inconsistencies and I've learned this through parenting that your kids very <laughs> yeah. much so can, oh, yeah. can see yeah, yeah. you have to be Exposed. very consistent with <laughs> <Yeah>. discipline. <laughs> yeah. You know, you give an inch, they'll take three oh, miles. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's like, if your kids get that, <laughs> adults are going to pick up on that too. And yep. uh, yeah, I love that. That is so funny. Yeah, well, I sit here and say that, but then like if you saw me with my kids, you'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that man's not consistent. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, here's my encouragement to you to be be more consistent. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, That's I love awesome. that. the The nugget that I got from that was that you're just a mature leader. Mm -hmm. You've just yeah to be able to be maturity. okay with hey, you know, you know, we were best friends for you know 15 years, but 
these didn't line up. You're building a healthy foundation for your kids to grow on, for your you and your wife and your marriage. Like you mm-hmm. can't you can't always make the room of like being a college kid compromising all the time to maintain relationships. You, right. you got to do what's best for you and your family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just commend you for that. I think that's one of the coolest things. And, um, and yeah. just keep being an amazing leader, keep being a really great dad and just, yeah, being who you are because it's awesome. Encouragement So it's uh, encouragement time. It's a part of the pod where uh, we (laughs) encourage you. And uh, yeah, so Austin, you get to do the encouragement time today. So what would you share with our beautiful listeners, um, a a piece of encouragement? I'm I'm a big fan of like one-liners, but like, uh, what is that? Um, To people is uh, you, you can't defeat what you don't define. And I love that Mm. because um, just... Define your obstacles, um, lay them out, and the problems that arise in your life. Like you just gotta, you gotta look them dead in the eye, and you just gotta really break them down. Use the Lord for strength, mm-hmm. and um, just lean. Don't lean on your own understanding, and because everything in life seems like to just be problems. Everything's problems, right? But it's like it's for the encouragement. Like don't lean on your own understanding. Know that God goes before you and is with you, and um, those problems are going to show up in your life. And as like happy as go getter as I am, like this last year was probably the hardest year of my life, mm. and uh, I didn't I didn't lose faith, you know, and uh, I was angry a lot. I was upset. I was sad. I was you know there was a lot, but I did not lose faith. And I stared right at my problems and I said, I know who goes before me, who can stand against me, you know? And, uh, yeah. So use the Lord for your strength and, uh, identify your problems and just attack them. There you go. Amen, Amen, brother. That was great. Let's go. That was fire. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are scared to identify their problems. That's, that's the, that's the issue is they don't even take that first step because Mm -hmm. they're like, if I identify it. That means I'm acknowledging yep. it. Yeah. I'm acknowledging mm, it. It exists. Mm, it's real. And so, That's why I don't open my uh, Wells Fargo app. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. It's just, you know, it's easier just not to look at it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankful for my wife who does that. That's same, Yeah, for same. real. <laughs> I'm like, babe, what's the login? I haven't logged in in like four and a yeah. half years. <laughs> my phone's set to like, uh, after I don't use an app for a while, it'll uninstall oh, it, yeah. right? That happened in my banking app. Nice. <laughs> That's, that's so that's, great. That's my wife. I'm the one that I check it pretty regularly, but yeah. then yeah. That so. was yeah. So open up that bank account app. Stare, yeah. Stare that stare problem right in, right in the face. face. Oh and identify so good. it. Good stuff. That's really great. But definitely manage your budget and yeah. take care yeah. of your well, Make sure somebody's you, you have to know <laughs> you have to know how much money you have in your bank account to be able to write a budget. So. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Yeah. Um one last thing I was gonna ask you. So you used to work at Ivy, right? Or no, you just no, sold. No. Oh, you just sold the supplements for. No, I worked at Hy-Vee for six years. No, yeah, that's when I, I was younger. Yeah, when I okay. was younger. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah, part time. Well, six the reason years. I ask is you know the Hy-Vee rap. Oh, you want the Hy-Vee rap, huh? Yeah, okay. do it. You know, you might have to share this with the Hy-Vee and sell sell the rights or something because this. this, <laughs> this <laughs> okay, this right, is so sick, and I've never done it on anything like this. Right, Ooh, did you, did you write it? it? All right, give me Actually, like, did you so, backstory? Real okay, quick. sec. 
I was bored one day in the kitchen. I'm mm-hmm. sitting there Shocker. like, oh my gosh, this is just, the day's going slow. And Were you like a high chai guy or huh? high chai? No, I was kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, you know, chicken and stuff. Kind yeah. Of, you know, the mashed potatoes and all that. Oh, got it. Uh, the one over in Papillion. And I remember just sitting there so bored. And like, again, I'm a creative mind, you know? And I'm like, I remember there was McDonald's and Taco Bell at that time were coming out with like all these raps on the radio. Oh, yeah. Like rapping. I was like, that's so yeah. funny and it's catchy. And then, yeah. like, you know, I was sitting there at the counter and I was just like, and you know, the next thing you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to make a rap. And I got bored and I did it for like two days straight and I got like this whole rap put together Sick. my brother-in-law at the time was like a rapper in omaha or whatever. <laughs> so he had a studio we went in the studio we got the music Yo, everything. And he got it on a cd link in the description hey yeah, yeah. can I we get to, that can I we gave, get that file yeah, yeah. well i gave it to hyvee and they're like played it at the, like one of their managers meetings they're like we love it it's hilarious Sick. and then um I don't know. They lost the CD, and I guess his like basement flooded, and so we lost the track. But I remembered it always. So. Nice. Well, that's all right. You're gonna have to give me like a high. Coming to you live for the retracking <laughs> of the high V rap song <laughs> on the Glory Boys podcast. All right, you have to give me a hi hat. You have to do something, and then. Well, I don't. I've never heard the rap. I don't know. We what, just gotta uh, make the beat, and he's you just gotta like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You just try to follow it, right? Hey, ready? <clears throat> sure. I've never tried only doing the hi-hat. Well, beatboxing. <laughs> no, no stuff. Just, just beatboxing. Okay. And I'll you, add to no, it. you go. You I'll do the bass and I'll do the hi-hat. This one's a gold nugget for Hy-Vee, so. Okay. All right. What's the, what's the BPM here? Are we going like 144? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, probably like a 120 or so. Okay. All right. You start and then I'll add in. All right. Yeah. Once you come on down to Papillion High V, where we are located on South 37D. Come on back to the kitchen and purchase yourself a rotisserie chicken. It only costs about $6.99. Don't go to no skills to pay the extra dime, cause the prices aren't fair and they don't care. How do I know? Cause I used to work there. Hope you've got some shopping to do. Once you stay a while, cause here at High V, we got a smile on every aisle. And our Starbucks is good and our deals are Hot, and our food is fresh, so why not? We're open 24 hours, seven days a week. We're employee-owned, we're so unique. And our prices are cheap, look at our veggies and meat. Frozen foods, milks and treats. So come on down and shop a hobby. Shop, shop a hobby. Shop, shop a hobby. Come on down. Shop a hobby. Shop, shop a hobby. Shop, shop a hobby. Excuse me, sir, do you need my help? Cause you look confused about something on the Shelf. Is it bread fresh? Is it up to date? Well, let me ask my manager, please irra, 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 irra. wait. Grab the bread, walked up to the main floor, and I asked my boss if I could grab some more. He said, yeah. So I walked to the back, and then I grabbed a fresh loaf straight off that rack. Went to the bakery and wrapped it up And I brought it back I said, sir, please forgive me for the wait Cause I even got coupons that you can take He said, thank you for all your service Well, you're the customer And that's my purpose Plus, it's not a store It's not as near as perfect But okay, sir, I'ma let you be Next time you shop for accessories This is the place to be Your Shadow Lake Mall High V Yo! Wow. Let's go! Dang, dog, you had like uh, eighty bars in that there. Was yeah. that was a whole song. That beat was awesome. Dude. <laughs> yeah, crushed. I think we we got into a sweet part like 
Oh yeah, we're doing just in the middle doing yeah. breakdowns and everything. I got yeah, finally got my really <laughs> sick. Yeah, and then I, went, I did I did a couple swells in there. Yeah, <laughs> Austin hit the hit the desk. Everett, he Ever, Ever. We had some vinyl in there. Woo, that was fire. I'm a rapper. Yeah, I mean uh, it's not a secret anymore. It's the <laughs> whole world much. knows. Just streaming tell you now, that much. streaming on all streaming platforms. Krogi <laughs> uh, Bear, Krogi Bear, yeah. uploads this bad boy to SoundCloud. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna add ad libs, but I didn't want to like ruin anything. So no, nah, it was great. That's amazing. I just listened. That's funny. You you got on the hook. Yeah, the yeah, hook. It was yeah, fire. that was important. Yeah. Wow, thanks for blessing us. That was amazing. <laughs> that was yeah. So good. All right, so before we wrap this podcast, Austin, tell us what's next. What uh what Catch us up on what you're learning now, just real briefly before we kind of tie this thing with a bow. Mm-hmm. You just bought a camera. You're diving in. Where's that going to take you? What are you excited about? What are you learning? Yeah, um, I'm learning cinematography, trying to, you know, these guys, Glory Visuals, and you guys have just been awesome here um, on helping me trying to learn more stuff. Um, but yeah, just trying to learn cinematography and videography. And I'm actually realizing the more I get into it and film stuff, I'm like capturing moments. Mm-hmm. Like picture is worth a thousand words, as they say. Like, yeah, it's really cool. So I'm like actually getting more engaged with it. And I'm realizing between my phone, TVs, everything, everything is cinematography and videography yeah. everything everything's paying like, attention we're doing it right content. Now. Yeah. Like, i'm like wow. everything's content are you like analyzing content. commercials and like, <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh, i learned about such a cool uh, shot never watch a movie i yet. know right yeah. yeah i'm learning like Ruined. i just i'm learning about the 180 degree rule okay like i was like yeah. oh yeah like didn't know that before that's why that looked like choppy but yeah i'm just you know i'm just trying to learn how to do all that so i can create better content um mm-hmm. so that you know the our our high performance associates can like really soak in the the material instead of just like in this module right. <laughs> we're going to figure out how you know it's just yeah. more you know it's more short and yeah. easier but yeah I'm just trying to learn all that and I it's really cool because I've actually always with the phone stuff and the editing stuff like I was doing this long before even like even on the side with all my coaching services yeah mm-hmm. you know like i was doing all this stuff before they even they're just like wow you're really good at that i'm like well yeah because i i'm not the bet you know i'm not I mean, it's an iphone i'm amateur but like that's how they knew yeah right? you know they're like wow like how do you how did you do i'm like well i do it in my spare time you know mm-hmm. and yeah so it's really cool because i'm realizing how much i can actually do with that yeah it's a great skill to it's have. such a valuable skill i yeah. was thinking about this maybe it was last night and I was like, man, it's so cool that Austin's learning videography because that's photography and videography, I believe are a skill in today's day and age. Anyone should learn because mm-hmm. it can apply literally to anything. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see you continue to grow in that. So you apply mm-hmm. it not only to your work, but to your outside projects, to dad bod, yeah. like yeah. all yeah. your content's about to go to a whole nother level yeah. for Thanks. everything that you're doing. Yeah. And so right. thanks um, for everything you guys do to yeah. help me. Dude, it's of course. Great. Yeah. You guys got a, guys got to build a course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do. He's told me for years. I know. If we made a it's course. It's about time we should listen because yeah. he knows some stuff. He knows, I think, so. he knows a couple things. <laughs> yeah. Well, where can we find you? Um, yeah, we're like to watch the journey of you yeah. creating all this amazing content. Yeah. Um, Austin Krogan um, on my Facebook. Um, I think you can Austin Krogan me on YouTube. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place on YouTube. I got like car wash stuff and then I got my Dadbot Academy channel. So you can yep. find me at Dadbot Academy on, um, YouTube. You can Sweet. find me just Austin Krogan on YouTube as well for mm-hmm. car wash stuff and content. And then, um, a Krogan fit pro on Instagram. So 
Sick. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Give him a follow. Yeah. Thanks. Go visit your local Russell Speeders. Yeah, yes. absolutely. The yeah. best. The best car the wash best. in the world. Car wash. Clean it now. Ooh, that's shiny. Dang, that's that pretty, pretty sick. Pretty sick. Yeah. You should make a Russell Speeders wrap. I have. You have. Please. Have you, not. Ah. But, you know. He just goes into it. <laughs> Yo, basketball is my favorite. Oh, wait, that's already a song. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It was a blast having yeah, it you. Was. And uh, thank you so much for all the knowledge you just dropped on us. Yeah. And go pound sand. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Well, what an amazing podcast episode with Austin. Um, so much valuable knowledge and wisdom to be gleaned from this episode. Yeah. Be sure if you're on a podcast platform to leave us a rating. We love seeing um, those five-star reviews mm, or whatever yes, you think about it. Um, give it an honest rating. Let us know your feedback. And uh, if there's something that you want us to cover, definitely leave a comment below if you're on YouTube. Um, if you're not, go over to YouTube and leave a comment, I guess, because you can't leave comments on Apple Podcasts. Uh, but leave us a comment. Let us know what you would want to see in a future episode, um, what issues you're coming up against, what challenges um, in your creative business as you grow uh, in your creative entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow along on social, you can find us on Instagram at the Glory Boys Pod, uh, on TikTok at the Glory Boys Podcast. Um, and if you want to see our other business that kind of helps drive this podcast, it's called Glory Visuals. You can find us at Glory Visuals on any social platform. Yep. And in the meantime, just keep crushing, keep grinding. You got this. You can do it. Yep. And we cannot wait to see you guys in the next episode. We love you guys so much. We'll see you soon. We'll see you in there. See you, see you in there.